So we have reached that time. The time has come. The time is here. <laughs> I'm so sad. It is the end of Firefly, and in with that, we will be discussing the uh, two-hour-long episode of Firefly, uh, <laughs> referred to as Serenity. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you a question about the movie. You may not know the answer to this, but how did this movie get made? Like, how and why did this movie get made? It looks like it had a pretty big budget, and I don't understand why it was ever made, considering it had been cancelled from TV. So I am not 100% sure that the following is factual, but my understanding is that the DVD sales of Firefly went bananas. As a result, they realized, oh, people actually like this show. And I think you and I discussed way early on that um, that that the part of the problem with Firefly was that they kept moving the time. They didn't market it well. They ran the episodes out of order, but then they ran it like the first episode was at, and I'm making this up, Friday at 7. The next episode was Tuesday at 6. The third episode was Tuesday at 9. You know what I mean? And so it was just like, it was this bouncing show that was never consistent. And so it turns out, if you actually treat it with respect, it's a really great show. And so I thought the story was... That all these DVD sales went through the roof, and so they were, the, you know, the Universal Studios ended up buying the rights from Fox and saying, okay, you know, we'll make a movie of it. And I think the budget was like $40 million. I think they, either Joss Whedon had originally asked for $100 million or something like that, or maybe they had initially promised $100 million and then somehow or another it got back down to about $40 million, which is, I mean, it's a serious amount of money, although it's a serious movie with a lot of special effects. So, I mean, that money goes quick. But... I don't know. What did you think of it? What did you think of it all in all? I know that you, I know that you didn't see a whole lot of Inara in this, which will make you sad. But that aside, what did you think of the movie? A bigger budget is kind to this world. Mm-hmm. Like I always thought and still think that the special effects that are used um, in Firefly stand up well, but they just don't use a lot of them. Sure. And more special effects makes for a much more compelling time. This film's really, really good. It is my favorite thing out of all of it. Yay! Um, yeah, I, the, I actually The film is very, very good. It's just a good science fiction movie. Um, you could, I reckon, probably watch this and get away with it, but I, th- I think you would probably have need to have seen the show to get it. Um, well, you... it's funny you say that, though, because I don't remember if we discussed this on the show, but I actually saw this before I saw an episode of Firefly. And I'm sure many people did. I'm sure you could watch this and enjoy it. But I think that really to understand everything of what's actually happening here, like there are characters that are introduced in the movie and you wouldn't have any idea why or how. Like Shepard Book. Like, I don't understand. Why would you, you know? Like, it's like, oh, what? He's just this guy that they go to. Like, why do they care about him so much? You know, like. I feel like that 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 you really having watched the show, you can enjoy the movie at the level you're supposed to enjoy it. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, you definitely would prefer one would prefer to have seen all the episodes. My point is just that it was still like even as someone who had never seen the show, and this was early enough that the show hadn't reached this like cult following. It it was like recently uh, off air or something like that when I saw Serenity. 
Um, I still really enjoyed Serenity, having never seen the show. I wish I had seen it in the order that you did, because I think I would have enjoyed it that first time way, way, way more. So I'm not trying to. I would have enjoyed everything more, right? Because there's a lot given away, and a lot of things happen that would make you feel differently about the show, right? Like knowing the way that certain characters end and the way that their certain relationships end. You, I think you lose a lot of the will they, won't they type stuff. Sure. So all in all, you liked it? I really did. Yes, I really did. Uh, obviously, the movie focuses on River. Like, River is the star of the show. Um, it's her backstory, and uh, she is kind of like a sleeper cell agent who's engaged, right? And that that's kind of like... The, the main crux of the movie is trying to work out what is going on there. And then at the same time, they're being chased down by the operative, which yep. is referred to as the operative, no name. And uh, I, I've, I enjoyed all of that. Like I enjoyed the way that that story was told. Um, did you uh, did you like the operative as a character? And secondary question, was it nice to hear your accent on screen? I don't even notice. Um, honestly, I didn't notice. Uh, but yeah, I did. I did. I did like. I liked it a lot. Now, again, we're clearly both doing this, trying to avoid uh, the actor's name because it is <laughs> a real mouthful. I think it's Chiwetel Ejiofor. I think something like that. Yeah, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Like, it's, it's a guy that I know very well. He's in Marvel movies now. I think too. Uh, no, is he? Is he? I no, I don't think he is. He's, is he not in... Yeah, he's in Doctor Strange. Oh, I haven't seen Doctor Strange. Sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, I, the reason I noticed because I just saw that like a few weeks ago. Well, he was ago. in Love Actually. That's where I, I knew in Love him Actually. from. Outside, yep. Well, I think I saw him in this first, but and I know, you know him otherwise from Love you know Actually. He's going to be in The Lion King, and he's playing the voice of Scar. Oh, that's interesting. Because you know they're doing a, a live action... Yeah, I did know that. Like, live action, inverted commas, live action... Lion King, because <laughs> it's not actually yeah, like it's like live action CG, meaning it's real animals, like real looking animals, not cartoon sure. looking animals, right? In the same way that they did like live action Jungle Book, and they didn't really get a bear called Baloo to do it. <laughs> you know, that's not how that worked, right? Now. Um, yeah, I there were lots of parts of this movie that I really liked. There was something that I thought was really funny, like. Uh, where there were moments of it that looked like Star Wars, none more than when they're standing on that platform with no barriers and a horrifically long drop. It's like, oh, it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I love. You're, the, you're talking the, about Mr. Universe's like layer or whatever. No, no, this is right at the beginning when um, it's like the flashback for how Simon broke out River. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, but yeah right. Oh, yeah. And then there's more of it. But there are barriers, at least. Like, there are little, like, <laughs> rails around the Mr. Universe situation. Um, I really like the way that uh, the operative kills that doctor dude, making him die on his so own, die on sword. It's awesome. It, it was cool, but so messed up. Like, so weird. And then, then he looks over. This is a good death. Like, what is happening right now? But I think it does a great job of establishing the operative as both peculiar and utterly, like, remorseless and dedicated to his craft, even though his craft is murdering people. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, it was pretty cool. Have you ever seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia? 
I am aware of it, but I, I have never seen it now. All right, so one of the guys called Dennis is in this movie, which is just hilarious. But he is the guy that Mal pushes off the the cart, like, oh, mm-hmm. and then shoots in the head. Yeah. Right? What did you think mm-hmm. of that part? When the Reavers have come. At the time, I didn't really think that much of it. Like, I, I, I think I was... I was predisposed to agree with Mal, partially because I freaking love that character, even with his foibles, but just because he, you know, I'm, I'm in the headspace of our heroes. But I wonder if that was really the nicest thing in the world to do. Like, why wouldn't you have brought him on board and maybe jettison the money or something like that, which eventually Zoe questions him on later in the movie. But I certainly think that shooting him was the how does zoe phrase it like that, that was a yeah i don't know how she phrases it but that's merciful right like that was the right thing to do that was a so, spot of mercy or something yeah. i forget how because she this it, is yeah. akin to what jane does that gets him kicked out of that town mm. right earlier earlier in the show he had mm. a friend and they couldn't take off yeah so he yeah. pushed his friend out of the the guy that he was working with out of the spaceship so he could keep the money. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of it that way. That's a really good point. Uh, so, like, I know he doesn't know this guy, but, like, Mal should have more compassion than Jane. But yeah. yet he still did it. I thought it was a peculiar choice, a character choice to make. Because, like, you know, I've said many times that one of the things that I'm never quite sure about in this show is, like, how... Like, what is Mal's, like, alignment as a character? Like, mm-hmm. is he good or bad? And, like, uh, this that was just a bad thing he did. Because it wasn't the case of, like, Zoe clears it up. It wasn't the case of, like, that he would have had to have thrown somebody else off. He could have tried throwing the money off, and he didn't. And, like, and again, I get his point, right? He's like, I have a crew to feed, I have people to pay, but, like, he chose that over another human life, and that was a pecu- that was a peculiar choice i think mm-hmm. yeah that's fair um i really liked a lot of the action sequences in this movie like that that one was really great right like just the chase um through and the like the reavers are chasing them really interesting to me that like reavers this is the second time that you actually see them in the whole mm-hmm. arc um, mm-hmm. which obviously wasn't meant to be the case, right? Like, I assume that Reavers are meant to be, like, Klingons. You know, like, they were, like, the always-there thing that pop up every time and time <laughs> again, you know? like they, they sure. But, like, they just never got the chance again in Season 1 because they were trying to use them sparingly. Um, right. So I'm pleased that, like, two, th- you know, two things happened in this movie, that one, the, the Reavers come back, and two, we kind of find out about what caused it. Um, I like that. But, like, th- this was a really good se- sequence, which ends in them being, like, picked up and then, like, uh, then, like... The one barn of- swallow. Yeah, the barn swallow, which is a very <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I like that they go to to uh, they go to Blade Runner Town, which is good, so I'm pleased that they go there. Uh, I, that was hilarious to me. It's like, oh, okay, so we've seen Blade Runner, um, and now we've made Blade Runner I Town. I haven't. I haven't. No, but look, you I'm haven't, sorry. but Joss Whedon has. That's my point. Uh, fair point. Joss fair Whedon's point. seen it because he makes Blade Runner Town. Um, which is where the Tams leave, and that's where River kind of becomes activated and just beats the crap out of everybody. So and- was that amazing for you? Because it's hard for me, since I saw this first, like I didn't know, I didn't have any reason um, not to expect her to kill everyone, but like I can imagine I for you that would be... I 100% expected that that would occur. 
Like, okay. this was what I was expecting would happen in the movie, is that she would, you would get the payoff to all of the kind of references to her being a killing machine, right? They talk about it in, was it the final episode? Or one of the final episodes of the first season, where uh, Kaylee talks about the fact that she saw River kill those guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, like this was always what it was building to for me. Like the moment that you find out that she's actually a killing machine. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and then uh, the operative visits Anara and tricks her. Right, gets everybody to go there. Um, then we find out that Shepard has his own sanctuary because, like, he's not there and Anara's not there, and that's where they are. Right, like Anara is back at some institute or something, right, which is assume where the companions are. Like, she's training companions was kind of my expectation of what was occurring. Something um, like that, I think. Yeah, and that Shepard book has his own, like, place, like a haven, they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they knew that Anara's message was a trap. <laughs> like, they just they knew, but they went to it anyway. Uh, I like that a lot because that was one of those things where I'm like, oh, so this is obviously a trap. Can they not see that? And then, like, no, we know. I was like, oh, great. Like, this is what I like about Joss Whedon. That, like, he builds cities conventions and then, like, pulls the rug from underneath you. I like that. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, you all were watching, I take it. Did you see us fight? No. Trap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And and that obviously has way more payoff if you've seen the series than if you're just coming into the movie cold. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I like... I like the scene between the operative and Mal when they have the fight, right? And like the operative mm-hmm. just beats the hell out of him, and then Nara set that flash bomb thing, and they escape. Yeah, um, I'm very interested in the timing of that bomb, like just how that worked. Like it's because it's a movie. That's ah, why. yes, 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 yes. I hear you though. Yeah, it was ex- exceedingly convenient that right when the operative was like leaning over or something like that, or about to do a kill shot on Mal, that's when the incense decides it's no longer incense. But mm-hmm. I agree with you that 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 fight was really impressive, and I th- I'm pretty sure Aaron had said to me at this point because I don't think this was an original thought on my part that the thing that kind of defines Mal is just his persistence. Like he gets his butt whooped all the time mm-hmm. but his refusal to just roll over and be done is i think his greatest asset right like he gets beat up some fierce by the operative here and then is darn near killed by the operative later and yet he just fights through it and makes it work anyway and i think that's what makes mal that's his greatest benefit right is that he just fights through it no matter what and that's, I think that's kind of cool. So then, like on the ship, River, um, after Jane attempts to do something stupid, River knocks him out, takes out Simon uh, to stop him from saying the safe word that would send her to sleep. And she wants to go to a place called Miranda, mm-hmm. right? Because that's that's where she wants to go. And they find out that it's this place that that they kind of didn't know about, and. Um, but before that, they're going to go to Shepard's Haven and they found out that everybody's dead, like that the Alliance killed everybody. Yeah. You're skipping uh, one of my favorite lines from the movie, though, when when they're getting grumpy about the fact that that River and Simon are back on the ship and, and Mal, you know, yells at Jane, do you want to run this ship? And Jane, of course, oh, says, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. And then Mal just, well, <laughs> you can't. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and then there's like a whole scene where they're talking about the war, but yeah, which I actually liked the way that was handled because um, uh, Jane yells at Malice. He's like trying to walk away or something like that. Hey, I'm talking at you, which is a very Jane. I like that. Like, and, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, and in American English, that's very peculiar. I don't know if that's that's common to you guys, but to, to us, that's a very f- odd phrasing. Hey, I'm talking at no, you. No, no, it's and, it's okay. It's how it's intended to be. Okay, and so then Mal just kind of like I can't I don't know how to verbalize it, and maybe you didn't notice this, but he kind of like his whole body just kind of like pivots in a way that looks somewhat unnatural, but is very like uh, uh, intimidating. And 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 Jane continues to pick and says, "How many men in your platoon came out alive?" And then all of a sudden they cut to to Zoe, and she looks in this way that you can tell. She is not messing around, and she just says to Jane, you want to leave this room? And I think he's like, you're darn right I did, or something like that, because he has to do that because he's Jane. But like that whole exchange, I think, in so few words, says so much, and I really, really loved it. Yeah, it was very good. It was very, very good. So then uh, they also they know they got to pass through Reavers, right? So like they pretend to be Reavers. They like put dead bodies on the ship from the Haven, and they paint it a little bit red in places, and they use that as a way to get through to where they arrive on Miranda. Um, um, before we continue our discussion on the movie and complete our discussion on Firefly completely, uh, let me thank Linode for also supporting this week's show. Linode has fast and powerful hosting options that you can get set up in seconds. Their tools are easy to understand and let you choose your resources in the Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility that you need. And Linode's plans start at just $5 a month for a Linux server with one gigabyte of RAM in the Linode cloud. Linode has 400,000 customers who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. You can email them, call them, or even chat with them over the ISC in the Linode community. If you need help, they're there for you. Linode's control panel is beautifully designed with a focus on ease and simplicity. It allows you to deploy, boot, resize, and clone your virtual server in just a few clicks. They have comprehensive guides and support documentation to teach you everything you need to know for setting up and managing your virtual servers. They are the full package for your server infrastructure needs. They have the power you require and the infrastructure that you need and want. Linode has fantastic pricing options available to you. As I said, you can get one gigabyte of, uh, of RAM for just $5 a month with your virtual server or go all the way up to 16 gigabytes of RAM for just $60 a month. Across the board, Linode are offering twice the amount of RAM you'll find elsewhere. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash analog, you'll not only be supporting us, you'll also be getting $20 towards any Linode plan with a seven-day money-back guarantee. There is nothing to lose. So... Go to linode.com slash analog to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or use the promo code analog2017 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. So they arrive on Miranda, which is this incredibly developed planet when they were expecting to find something that basically didn't exist. Uh, which was obviously a surprise to everybody. They were expecting this planet, which couldn't be terraformed, and there was a terrible disaster, which led it to be nothing. And they find out that there are all these people there who were, like, kind of poisoned? Like, the powers that be were putting this chemical in the air to, like, chill everyone out, right, so there wouldn't be fighting. But what this actually did was chill everybody out so much that they just eventually died from chill. 
<laughs> that is accurate, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure I would have phrased it that way, but that is accurate. And they, the, the way they described it is that they basically just gave up on life and they just kind of like laid down and just stopped what they were doing. And just no, but like giving up, away. I think, is making it sound like it's sad. They just stopped. Yeah, they just stopped yeah, bothering. Like they just, they just was just like whatever, and then they just didn't do anything anymore. However, ten percent of people had a bad reaction. The opposite they, reaction. They became not chilled in the most <laughs> not, chilled, not chilled way, and they became the Reavers. That's the story. They didn't go to the edge of space, as Jane said. He went to the edge of space, and he was a small space. No, these people are chemically changed. That's why they act the way that they do. And they're zombies. That's what they are. They're, at this point, we realize that the Reavers are effectively zombies because they act like zombies. They walk and talk like zombies. They break through doors like zombies. They're zombies. <laughs> they look like zombies. They're zombies. Yeah, basically accurate. Um, and then they decide that they need to tell the world about this, right? So they want to tell everyone about what's happened. They want to share this with the world. So off they go, and they know they're going to bump up against the Alliance at some point on the way, so they they trick the Reavers into following them. Um, I do have a question in that, like, if they knew that the Alliance were going to be in their way so, so much that they would bring the Reavers to them, right, did they not assume that this means the Operative would have killed Mr. Universe? Uh, it's an interesting point. I hadn't thought of it that way. But yeah, that's fair. Like, if they think that they're going to be in the way, it means they're already on their way back from the place that they're going to. And the only reason, knowing everything that they know up to that point about what happens when the operative goes anywhere, is he kills everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I found that peculiar. Like, that was really weird to me. Um, but yeah, by bringing the Reavers in, they start a big gunfight, and it allows them to get through because they smash up a bunch of the ships, and then it ends in this like ends up in this like um, they're in this like underground bunker, and there's just like an all-out shootout, right? Like a wave tower defense type scenario, while Mal's going to go into the communications tower, uh, and they're gonna they're gonna go send a message. But before they do that, they have to land the ship. They land the ship by destroying the ship, effectively, and Wash is a leaf on the wind, which I now know where you get that from. Leaf on the wind. Mm -hmm. Why did they do this? I don't know why they did this. Why did they do this? This made me really mad. I didn't like it. I don't think it added to the story. Um, I don't think he should have killed Wash. I don't understand why Wash was the character that they killed. Uh, Well, what about Shepard Book? That was enough, right? But Shep was like, you could kill that character because he was less, like, part of the core group, right? Like, the adventurers, right? Of, like, Zoe Mm -hmm. and Kaylee and Mal and Wash. I feel like they are, like, the four untouchables in the show, right? Because Mm -hmm. they are the most likable characters. They're the ones that you associate with the most. And everybody else, I think to a point is more expendable like everyone wants to see Jane get killed which is why they won't kill him um <laughs> and like Tam is like he's a nice guy but he's also like a snooty fancy guy so it's like you know like you could let him go River like you don't up until this movie you don't really get River's character fleshed out she, she so she's like 
not really as like built in with everybody else. Like I feel like it was a. I don't know why he did it. I didn't. I don't like that he did it. Um, and it makes me sad that he did it. And I'm sure that like in the chat room right now, everyone's giving me their theories of why he did it. I don't care. I th- I think that it was the wrong decision. Uh, I feel like anybody, actually anyone else, even Mal getting killed would have been better than Wash because of Zoe. Like you leave Zoe, and yeah. I don't like that. Right? Like that. I think that's the thing that was the most upsetting for me. It wasn't that like wash was killed it was that because him being killed left her and i don't think that that was i don't know i didn't like that so the story i read and this may be false but the story i read was that there was talk even at the time that this was being scripted and filmed of potentially doing a sequel to this film and everyone had said yes i am definitely coming in for the sequel if there is one except Alan Tudyk, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name, and Ron Glass, who are uh, Wash and Shepard Book. And so because there was no guarantee that they would be around for a sequel, they decided to just end their characters in this movie and remove, you know, just, just make the problem go away. Seems a bit petty, if you ask me. There are a million different ways to deal with that situation than kill the characters. Because you're only harming the fans. By killing the characters. Yeah. And I'm still sad about Wash dying, which is yeah. stupid, but I'm still sad about that, it. Like, if that if that was the reason, that reason's a dumb reason. It is what it is. You can start the movie with Wash at Wash's funeral, the second movie. Like, yeah. yeah. That's all you have to do. Like, I don't know why I felt the need to kill him. I didn't like that decision. It made me super sad. I was less happy about the rest of the movie and how it went because he dies super close to the end when there's meant to be this huge, amazing action sequence payoff set piece. But the whole time, I'm just sad. Like, so, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was it was weirdly paced. It was a real shock as well, which I didn't like. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was the one part of the movie that I didn't like. I, I don't think that it was even handled the way best the way that it should be because, like, there wasn't even a grieving moment for Zoe. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like that too much. Um, but anyway, that 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 final action set piece is good with the guns and the shooting and everybody's helping each other and everyone's getting shot and everyone's getting killed to the point that then what happens is what you expect is going to happen, uh, which is that River jumps through the little hole and she just kills every single one of the Rivers, like just kills them all, all of them. You know, um, even though Wash oh, is to hell death. with this, I'm going to live. Kaylee's line, amazing <laughs> line, love her so, so much. Good. So good. Um, I I am always deeply bothered by Wash's death, but what always chokes me up in this movie every single time is when River says to Simon, you know, and I don't think I wrote down the quote, but it's something along the lines of, like, you always take care of me. You've always taken care of me. Now it's my turn. And I just, oh, God, it kills me every yeah, it's time. Yes, good. It's good. Oh, it's so good. It's so few words. And I think that's what I love so much about this this entire series is not to say that it's never wordy, but in so many cases, they take something that if I were writing it would have been like 17 paragraphs and they can sum it up in a couple of sentences. And oh, God, I mean, in this, you could argue this is two words, my turn. Like, oh, God, it just kills me every time. And I always get a little bit weepies every time I hear it. And she just 
kicks so much so much butt. It is such a great payoff for someone who's rode through this entire series wondering what the hell River's problem was. What a great payoff. And whilst we don't get any concrete payoff relationship-wise to either Nara or Mal or Simon and Kaylee, we can naturally assume by the way that their stories ended that that those are two relationships. That that yeah. big karma thing. And then the it ends with like River, she flies the ship now. Like and she so she has her kind of her arc is over, like she's able to function more now and, and she's tapped into something more in her brain would be my assumption that allows her to kind of whilst not be the person that she was before, she can she can be more high functioning um from like a regular level because she's realized I guess the amount of potential she has in her brain to do incredible and wonderful things. So Really, really good movie. I loved it. Um, I'm, I'm sad that the show is done, uh, but I'm really happy, very, very happy that you forced me via many different means <laughs> to watch this. Um, so thank you for doing that. And I've also very much enjoyed having this segment on the show. Uh, do you want? Do you want to talk about what we're going to do next? I do in just a moment, though. So, do you feel like? The leaving aside Serenity, do you feel like Firefly, the TV series, is something that you you could or perhaps even would choose to rewatch? At some point, probably, yeah. Sure, I mean, right now it's still fresh. Like, I would download it on my iPad to watch on a plane trip, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, now what about the movie? Yeah, I'll do it when I've done, every time I've done a TV show. Like, I I feel like I would probably want to do them all together. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine wanting to do one without the other being involved because they really do lend, like, blend into each other so well that I guess once you've seen it one time, then, like, why wouldn't you want to do it that way every time? Yeah. Um, I would be remiss to not mention that apparently there's a, like, three-novel or graphic novel series or something like that. I'm not entirely clear of the details. That covers, I think, the time between the end of Firefly and beginning of Serenity, or maybe it's right after Serenity. I forget exactly when it is or what it is, but I've heard numerous people say to me that you and I really need to read that. I haven't really looked into this yet. I am not committing to reading it. I'm not committing to Mike reading it. But if you're interested, listeners or Mike, apparently there is a short series that I think are like small graphic novels wherein you can get a lot of these answers um, Hmm. if you are so interested. Um, that being said, I appreciate you going through this journey with me. I'm glad that you have at least mildly enjoyed it, and I hope the listeners have enjoyed it. 